Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. Today's topic is complicated. It's by request. It is about creative financing. So let me talk about what creative financing is, how it works in New York, what works in New York, what doesn't. So Creative financing, by definition, is the idea that a seller is going to sell you a property and you are, instead of just offering uh, a wholesale low-ball price, which is what, what I do most of the time, um, you're going to work out something creative where they're going to get more money, but maybe over time or in a different way. Some parts of creative financing work in New York, some don't, and I'm going to talk about it. And I, I may upset some people with this, but I, I, this is what I believe to be true. And I have no real idea where I'm going with this. It might take a while. And if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please subscribe and please send requests for videos. Uh, everything I'm pretty doing, I'm pretty everything pretty much I'm doing now is by request. I have a lot of requests built up, which is great. So, creative financing. So, um, I, I really define creative financing. This is four pillars of creative financing. Um, the first one is subject to, which means you buy a property and the mortgage stays on the property, subject to the mortgage. Second is um, seller financing, where the seller is going to finance you the property, right? Guy says, I want $400,000. Wholesale, you can only give him like two fifty, dollars But you say, I'll give you $400,000. I just need to give, you, give me terms, which means you'll, I'll pay you over time. Maybe I'll pay you a, you know, a, a few thousand dollars a month. And at the end of four years, I'll, I'll pay you the rest, that kind of thing. Then there is lease options, which means I'm going to be, a, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to rent this property from you, but with an option to buy on a predetermined price. And then there's also seller financing out to a buyer. So let's talk about what works in New York or what doesn't. So in my opinion, and I know there's a lot of really good people who teach subject too. Pace Morby, you could see his stuff online. He's great, great guy. Um, I don't believe subject two can really work in New York. That's my opinion. Now, the reason why is because we have seller's attorneys in New York and the due on sale clause, which Pace speaks about how to sort of avoid letting the lender know about the due on sale clause and using title companies that are okay with it. I don't think there are any title companies in New York that'll do that. And I know a seller's attorney, 99.9% of them are not going to allow their client to sell a property and keep the mortgage in their name because if the buyer doesn't make payments, I think they're going to get sued for malpractice. So I don't believe subject two can really work in New York. I could be wrong. Um, but I think it's a, in general, subject two is a hard thing to sell. Um, in New York, I think even if you get the seller to agree with you, it's almost impossible to get his attorney to agree with you and almost impossible to find a title company that'd be willing to do it. Okay. I don't think that applies. Um, seller financing with a seller sell, uh, finances a deal to you, that can work in New York. And that's great. If the seller wants to be the bank and give you terms, that's amazing. Lease options work in New York, completely legal in New York, right? There are some states where it's a little complicated. In New York, in New York it's completely uh, it's fine. The other one is where you are this you're the bank where you're going to option the property out you're going to sell the property on terms to a buyer that doesn't work in new york because you don't want to be the bank in new york it could take 12 years to foreclose that could put you out of business where if the guy's not making payments you're going to be up the creek on your situation because it takes a long time there are there ways to mitigate it yes but it still takes a long time in new york so those are the creative financing tools and i really feel like some of those tools aren't in your tool belt in new york subject to i don't think can really work in new york um, I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, but I think it's, it's a struggle. So, um, I really want to do some creative financing in New York. I tried to do some deals where there were lease options. The problem in New York, we have additional problems with these things is that the taxes are so high and the 
the purchase prices are so high that very often the number that the seller needs on a lease option, I had a situation where the seller really needed like $3,500 a month. I wanted to find a, a tenant buyer for $4,000 a month, but things in that area were renting for $3,000 a month. So the numbers didn't make sense. All, the numbers always have to make sense. And this is probably a challenge in other places, but when you're working with smaller numbers and smaller taxes, it's easier to make the numbers work. In New York, it's not so simple, right? Very common in Long Island to have $1,000 a month in in, in property taxes, very common. Very common for there to be a mortgage payment of $2,000 a month. And the rents have to make sense. So if you find a tenant buyer who's willing to pay that monthly. Tenant buyers usually don't care that much about the sale price. They just want to get into something that they can't. Let me, let me even discuss, discuss what a tenant buyer is. A tenant buyer is somebody, and there's a lot of people like that, like this, who want to buy a house, but they can't qualify. Usually two reasons. Usually they have credit issue or they have an income issue, right? Maybe they don't show enough income, but they actually make it. Um, or a credit issue, things that can be corrected, let's say, over a couple of years. So if you lease option them a house, which means you have a house, either that you're lease optioning from the seller or that you own, and you and, I, and I've done this, I've done it, it, a rent-to-own situation where I've rented the property to someone and I've given them a, a price on it um, from the time that they took it, from the time that they took the lease. Uh, so they're, they paid, so you can, well, let me really take a few steps back. So... The idea with a rent-to-own buyer is that you're going to lease them a property, rent them a property where there's an agreed-upon uh, price that they can buy it, and you are going to either charge them a one-time option fee, um, a one-time option fee, or you're going to take money every month, maybe, or do both. Uh, in, in the situation I did, I took money every month above what the regular rent was, and I, I added that to their down payment. So it was a forced savings account. They were happy. When we actually went to closing, they didn't have to bring any money. They got an FHA loan and they had more than 3.5% already built in from the option agreement that I had done. I actually have a question. Wow, Warner. Would you lease a house with the option to buy if it needs COs for extensions in the house? Um, I don't know. You're saying, will I lease it out? Of course I would. But I'd, ha I'd put in the guidelines um, that the guy was buying it as is and that there wasn't going to be any issue with the CFO when he would buy the property for me. That's how I would do it. Um, I wouldn't, and I would, I certainly would buy a property with that issue, uh, but it would have to be reflected in the price. So that whole lease option thing, uh, that whole lease option thing works in New York. So either you can lease option the property from a seller and then it's called a sandwich lease option. You can then lease option it to a buyer. And you're in the middle, you're the sandwich, and there's, but there's gotta be a spread between them, right? So, so you're paying the seller 3,000 and you're lease optioning it for 3,500. Also, you agreed to pay the seller in a few years $300,000 and you're lease optioning it to the buyer who's going to pay you three fifty. dollars let's say. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Mm -hmm. So the, the, that's how lease option, sandwich lease option works. There's also a situation where you're going to lease option the property from the seller and then you're just going to assign it to a buyer for a one-time lease option fee of five dollars or $10,000. Ideally, you want people who have uh, some kind of down payment money that they're, that they're willing to give you when they move in and understand that it's not refundable. If they don't end up buying the property, they don't get that money back. If they do end up buying the property, that money goes towards their down payment. So people will do that. And there are people out there that have cash. They just can't qualify for a loan because either credit or income issues. So you have to really know that this buyer is someone who's going to be someone who mm -hmm. can fix these issues. Sorry, my phone's going bananas. So that's what I feel about creative financing. I think it's an incredibly untapped market in New York. I would love to really get into it more, but it's a lot of work to sift through tons of crappy tenant buyers who don't have any money or who are not going to be able to fix their problem and sifting through sellers who are willing to accept a situation where they don't get all their money right away. 
And again, I don't believe subject to is a viable tool in New York because of the seller's attorneys and, and, um, and title companies. But those other options work. And I think that no one's doing it in New York. I don't, I, I don't know anyone really doing it. I would love to explore it and get into it more. I just think it's almost like another business because the way you qualify sellers is different. The way, and you have to have constantly qualifying buyers to get that. So I think it's an untapped market. I think it's a great business. And in 49 states, the subject to works too. Uh, just doesn't work here. And uh, that's how I feel. I feel like in New York, there are challenges, which is one of the reasons why no one's doing it, which probably means there's a good opportunity for it. Um, and most of the time you go for like FISBOs or FURBOs, so for sale by owners who, don't, who didn't meet it or expired listings or for rent by owners who maybe would sell it if you if you gave them the price that they wanted. So it's an amazing thing with creative financing because someone says, I want $400,000. You go, I can give it to you. And they, they, they have never heard that before. They were expecting you to give them a lower offer, but you have to work it out where you, you're paying it over time and not all at one time. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.